minus four, three, two, one, zero. Time to ground control. I'm stepping through the door. And I'm floating in a most peculiar way. And the stars look very different today. For here am I sitting in a tin can. Far above the world. Planet Earth is blue. And there's nothing I can do. That's crunchy. Thank you, Templeton. Oh, that's a deep cut. Charlotte's Web. Remember that? Paul Lind. Hollywood Squares. Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox. I got another WTF email that can only really be read, again, by the recently knighted Sir Reginald Von Pimpernuckle IV. Sir Reggie, if you would. Ah, yes, the paper crinkling. Yes. We will speak specifically about you. Since the dirty laundry with this habit is only on you, Kyle, you agree with the statistics which say that human beings more or less frequently diddle. Your penchant is like drug addiction. One could even say that you're ill. But at this very moment, I have no interest in other people. You may attempt to implore me, but after sending this message, I will delete this address. So that you understand the scale of this problem, I copied the contacts from your email, and I'm going to share your vid with your relatives. I do not even know the additional method I'm going to distribute your clip. I can recommend you to tape the camera off your device when you do something like this. No one can guarantee that your device is protected against external intervention. In case you defy me, within 90 hours, your reputation is going to be totally destroyed in the eyes of humans. Fidelity to your sexual partner is the best protection against this type of situations. Thank you. I almost want to reply. Who sent me a boostagram? Who's my sat cat? Dave Jones, podcastindex.org. He sent 2112 sats once again because he is the priest of the temples of Syrinx, a.k.a. huge Rush fan just like me. Uh, he sent those sats using Castomatic. One of the many awesome apps for podcasting 2.0 you can get from newpodcastapps.com. The Boostagram message says, The Thing was such an awesome movie. Definitely in my top ten. I just watched it recently, and it brought back all the feels. The letter reading from Sir Reginald was priceless. Boost! Thank you very much, Dave. I think Sir Reggie's crinkling of the paper is all inspired by your crinkling of the paper on every episode of podcasting 2.0. Glad you liked it. Question of the week. What superpower would you want? Dave Jones, once again, sending a boost. A gram of 2112 sats. Says, we have this debate a lot. In my opinion, the greatest superpower is Magneto's magnetic power. I don't see how even Superman can compete with it. Iron in the blood and all. Scott Wolf says, the ability to mend or restore objects and living things by touch. Fiendslayer says, reuse Hadouken and Akuma's raging demon. Very nice. CV says, Dr. Manhattan's power. I hope that doesn't mean Blue Wang. Jeftimus Prime says, invisibility, so people will just leave me alone. <laughs> Mabel Pines fan says, I would like super speed. Katie would personally love to read people's minds. And I personally have been in a little relationship at school, and I'm really curious if he likes me or not. Ooh. 
And Kenan Pachi says, I would have density shifting. It's basically how most of Superman's powers are explained. In vulnerability, flight, and super strength are all tied into it. I just thought Supes only had power because of the sun here, you know, because he didn't have those powers on Krypton. New question of the week. What's been your favorite tech trend of the past 10 years? You know, things like smartphones, AI, augmented or virtual reality, 4K, gaming consoles, whatever. For me, it's full hybrid electric vehicles. You know, just think about it. When, when there's gas shortages, who wants to spend all day in line to get to the pump? Electric is cheaper, though the cars aren't. And technically, you can charge a car, albeit slowly, from your home. Now, of course, the miles per gallon is a win as well. So let me know your favorite tech trend of the past decade. At me, at Boombox Pod. TMZ is reporting William Shatner will become the oldest man launched into space at age 90 on board Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin rocket next month. And there's the phone lines. Slightly northwest of the Himalayas, you are on the air. Conspiracy here. Hey, Ken, you sure do move a lot. Oh, grow some hair. So when I heard this story, I almost shat the bed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? Of course not. This is audio. Is Captain Kirk the only civilian on board since his ego will take up the whole cabin? I'm actually more curious about how much it costs for a ticket to ride on one of these 15-minute suborbital flights. I was reading the other day that it's high as $20 million a person. He's the Priceline negotiator, Twinkle Toes. Uh, That's not how the force works. Oh, now you're blending franchises. Never cross the streams. But that's the... Never mind. Is a 90-year-old ever going to remember where he boldly went? Depends. Exactly. He went in his depends. (laughs) Speaking of... Pack plenty, Bill. Zero gravity can make you blow your O-ring quicker than you can say, beam me up. Uh, quick, what's that alcoholic engineer's name? Kevin? That's enough, red shirt. You know how many satellites are currently in orbit? Oh, man. Another phone call in one episode? It's like Grand Central Station up here. Hello? Conspiracy here. Wait, I hung up on you just now, and I blocked the phone lines because you're annoying. But how'd you get through? Ancient Chinese secret. It's the Illuminati. Don't you mean Illuminati? Ha! Clever, Herbert. Ken, don't make me pull this podcast over. Anyway, the night sky is littered with nearly 8,000 satellites, and that's hindering and sometimes blocking telescopes' view of the stars. Astronomers fear that interference with frequencies could also make monitoring things in our galaxy difficult. Between that and all the space junk up there, collisions are also a very real possibility. I saw that movie. Space versus Sandra Bullock. You mean gravity. I like my title better. I do too, actually. Most recent Nintendo Direct stream, Shigeru Miyamoto showed up and uh, dropped some info on a full-length Mario movie coming from Illumination Studios with a release date in North America of uh, pretty much Christmas of 2022. Now, of course, because this is a major animated movie, regular voice actors are cast aside to the uh, additional voices thing. So uh, Charles Martinet, who has been the voice of Mario in many Nintendo games, as well as Luigi and Wario, will be in the film, but in a uh, much smaller capacity. But the star-studded cast features Chris Pratt as Mario. Anya Taylor-Joy, Princess Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen will voice Donkey Kong, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, Kevin Michael Richardson, hey, there's an established voice actor, good, will voice Kamek, and Sebastian Maniscalco will voice Spike. At least Charles Martinet got listed on the cast poster, albeit last, 
But you know, yeah, yeah, I get it. Hollywood is a business model. You got to have marketable names to get butts into seats. And you can argue Chris Pratt is a much more bankable star. But for the hardcore gamers, I mean, let's think back to uh, Michael Bay and Transformers. He was totally going to stunt cast Optimus Prime. And he only caved to giving Peter Cullen an audition because of the fan outcry. You know, honestly, you, you could go further back than Charles Martinet. You could go to Captain Lou Albano from the WWF. He played a lot of Mario stuff. Bob Hoskins from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Granted, those two guys are no longer with us. Now, Chris Pratt is awesome. He is hysterical. He is hilarious. Super talented. I have no idea if they're going to have him put on like a fake accent. So either this will just knock it out of the park or be a dumpster fire like Pixels. Remember that one? I think Jack Black was in that one. I'll tell you one thing that's guaranteed. It's going to make a lot of money. Even if a lot of the grown-ups watch just out of sheer curiosity if it's going to be a train wreck or not. Huge money-making companies. Nintendo. Huge money-making franchise. Mario. Huge money-making studio. Illumination. Minions, anybody? So yes, there's a really solid cast here. I mean, all my bitter voice actor quips aside, this is a really talented cast. I mean, just by the list of celebrities alone, it's already better than Super Mario Brothers from 1993. But can you get a three-peat after Detective Pikachu, Sonic the Hedgehog? While we're at it, let's bring a Wreck-It Ralph 3, okay? If everyone's waiting for some sort of indication that Bitcoin is going to go mainstream, here's a huge sign. Jack Dorsey from Twitter has announced that you can tip various creators on their Twitter accounts using Bitcoin. iOS users have dibs. Android users will be coming in the following weeks. This is what I talk about every week on this podcast, about value for value, uh, one of the driving tenets of Podcasting 2.0, where you're helping creators earn micropayments in Bitcoin or Satoshis, the smallest bit of Bitcoins, fractions of a fraction of a fraction of a penny. You can still use traditional things like uh, Cash App and PayPal and Venmo. According to CNBC.com, Twitter will integrate the Strike Bitcoin Lightning Wallet service so creators can receive Bitcoin tips. Strike is uh, notable by being U.S. only. But they will allow users to add their Bitcoin address to send and receive these cryptocurrency tips. Now, is someone going to get a slice of the pie there? If someone tips you on Twitter? No, they're not. Twitter says, nope. All money goes to the creator. You get a tip, it's yours, 100%. Not only is this very important for uh, the financial way things are going here, but it's huge for creators as different donation models continue to evolve. The only one I don't think is working very well is behind the paywall of Spotify. If you put your podcast on Spotify, you're going to see a drop in listeners. I hate to tell you, it's true. Can't wait for Joe Rogan to uh, for his um, contract to expire. Come back, Joe. Come back to the world of the free. Come to Podcasting 2.0. It's decentralized. No one can shut you up. No one can censor you because no one owns anything. No government entity sticking their nose where it don't belong. Thanks so much for listening to my nerdy little podcast. My multiple personalities, thank you. You make it possible for me to stay in this padded room, which is preferable to the other kind of padded room. Remember, cleanliness is next to godliness, as long as you rip out enough pages of the dictionary in between. Until next time, I'll catch you on the flippity-floppity.